Hi everyone, welcome to Hubshots episode 106, the episode where we reflect on 2017. We talk about Google rich results, ranking for position zero, along with some HubSpot marketing and sales tips and tricks. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? I'm really well, and it's been a great day and a great year. The end of the year is coming so quickly. Can you believe it? When you are listening to this episode, we're going to be in between Christmas and New Year of 2017. That's all right. We're actually recording this on Wednesday, the 20th of December. So just before Christmas, by the time you hear it, it'll be just after Christmas. We'll be relaxing, hopefully, taking a bit of a break. And we hope you are too. We hope you've had a good year. Get a bit of a chance to take a break and reflect on the year. And we've got a few reflections. That's right. And our inbound thought of the week, Craig, is we're going to reflect on 2017 and what we are thankful for. Yeah, there's so many things to be thankful for, but I was just going to chat about just the profession we work in. Marketing in general is getting more exciting, I actually think, as a field. Yes. It's getting more exciting. There's so many cool technologies, strategies, and tactics to be trying. So I'm really thankful for that. I kind of enjoy working in an industry where you're constantly going to learn new things. Yes. So that really appeals to me. And also I like that our clients are keen to learn new things as well. So they're not uh, keeping us behind. So that's uh, the first thing that I'm thankful for. How about you? I think one of the things I'm thankful for is the creative top 10. Looking back, I think we started at the start of this year very hesitantly. Um, and I think it's been one of those things that have really challenged us every episode to, it, to it's, do. It's really hard, isn't it? We were just before we recorded this episode, we recorded episode two of Inbound Shots with our great friend Moby from the Inbound Buzz podcast. And yeah, he was saying the Creative Top 10 was, you know, kind of one of those segments he liked listening to as well. And we've had that feedback from a number of listeners. They yeah. like it. You know why we don't do it as much? It's really hard work. <laughs> It's deliberate practice, Craig. Yeah, we, tr- we try and make it sound easy on the shows when we do it, but sometimes hours goes into those. It's really hard to be creative. So glad you're thankful for it. You know, one of the other things I'm thankful for, I just I was alluding this to this earlier, was our clients. Yes. They're getting smarter and more involved. And when I say smarter, I'm talking about smarter about marketing. Because a couple of years ago, marketing manager might have been in charge of web and all of that kind of thing, but they didn't know what a responsive website was. They mm-hmm. didn't know about performance and speed and SEO. It really wasn't in their thinking. You know, they had so many things to cover, but now they are. They're very, in the space of just two years, I would say, that I've seen the change in marketing managers. They're now practitioners generally. They're involved. They're asking us about getting their hands dirty in some of the stuff. Not that they do it all the time, but they'd want to know how to do it. You know, a couple of years ago, you'd ask someone, oh, if you've got analytics on the site, they're like, oh, no, we don't need that. Now it's crucial. Every marketing manager knows analytics. They're asking us about Google Search Console, Facebook advertising, all of these things, which I find really exciting, that whole geeky side of our industry, marketing managers have to be involved in now. So I'm really thankful for that. And I think it means we're much more data-driven, results-driven. Exactly. I'll extend that. I'm seeing more and more people that we, businesses we work with, and all of their sales area getting involved with marketing and understanding the whole process of when we generate leads, what happens, how we do it, what we see. So one of the things I think I shared in one of the previous episodes is Example, we're doing paid advertising is understanding what ads people are clicking on, what things they type in, how many times they click different ads, where they saw it, and how they actually came to that conversion point being a really key thing in that journey. You know what? That's exactly right. You've highlighted for me. So, you know, clients would say, what are we ranking for for this term? 
They'd say, oh, you know, well, what I want to rank number one for this term. Now they say, what terms are people searching for that we need to rank for? That's so they've right. changed their mindset. Yes. They get it now. So I really enjoy that. Well, Craig, I think I'm thankful for doing this podcast. <laughs> 2017. Now, people are saying, why do you do this podcast? What's the goal of it? Well, we get to hang out every that's week right, or two, we so that's always great. So I enjoy that. So, yeah. It's been good. Talking about future looking now, yes. uh, 2018, some of the things that we're excited about. You got any things that you're excited about for 2018? Putting your I'm actually, on? I'm actually excited. I think this is more around the artificial intelligence and machine learning. And I think a lot of people are probably not aware. A lot of it is happening every day behind the scenes, which we don't see. You're probably interacting with a lot of artificial intelligence on websites and through different applications. If you have the new Apple iPhone and the new iOS devices, they've probably got artificial intelligence and machine learning happening in the background. And that's how they're doing a lot of stuff. So that's kind of excites me as to what's coming up in terms of marketing and what, what's available to us. Yeah, I totally agree. Some of the things I'm looking at, uh, and we're going to get this to this later in the show, much more of a focus on SEO, back to SEO, which yep. is interesting in its own right. But things like structured snippets, yes. log file analysis, these might sound geeky and they are, but in a couple of years, all marketing managers will be across this because okay. they have to. So that's exciting. You know, something that I'm really diving into is Instagram advertising for B2B. Okay. And uh, we've been getting great results for a few clients and we're getting terrible results with others. So it's always, you've always got to test and measure. It works in some places and doesn't. The reason I'm mentioning it is because just about everyone else says, oh, Instagram, it's not for B2B, that's for B2C. Correct. And so all the other agencies and even, you know, HubSpot to someone sitting there, no, no, it doesn't work. I'm really excited about it. Get in there, be contrarian. Yeah, and I think here's the thing. Testing new things and not saying no is really important. I think more and more I'm seeing is people saying, okay, well, I've got this budget. So let's say we've got 100K for the year, right? If I can spend 20K of that to test new things and see, because you don't know what's going to work. So I think this is our mantra, right? Constantly be looking for new things to test and measure to actually broaden your base and essentially protect yourself by doing that. What's another one, Craig? Messenger bots. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, it is. You know, I feel I've neglected that this year. I think it's, I, so I'm getting excited about it, putting more focus into Correct. it next year. I think there's still, we know of opportunity there. I haven't missed the boat entirely, but no. I think there's a lot of power there. You know, I, I think uh, I, I'm still excited about email, for example, doing great email. You know how people will say, oh, no, email's getting, people are bombarded with email, so they're going to go to Messenger as a, an alternative. I'm like, no, don't pitch them against each other. They both work really well. Use them both. Use email better, but use Messenger really well also. Now, Craig, Twitter. We've had a chat about this a few times, Twitter, Twitter advertising. Look, I'm really getting back into Twitter. You know why? Because when I think about where do I get great content from, often it's Twitter, much more so than other platforms. I never get great content from Facebook, I have to say. That's not to say Facebook isn't a good channel, but I'm always interested in trying something again. So we did Twitter a year or two ago, and uh, then we kind of pulled back from it. I'm really pushing back into it because I think it's a great channel. Test and measure, though. That's Your exactly mileage may right. vary, so make sure. Yeah, and I think that's a really key point. And you've alluded to this before. What works for one person or one business might not necessarily work for another. And we get almost very contrasting results. And we're going, hang on, we do this in one area, but in this area it doesn't work. So, again, don't be afraid to test and measure stuff. 
All right, Craig, on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week. And this is to do with secondary emails on contacts. Now, this is something that we've actually wanted to do for a while. I unknowingly saw it a few weeks ago, and then you highlighted it to me this week. It's where you can actually put a secondary email against that contact. Yeah, that's right. So a, a typical example, you've got a contact, you've got their personal email, but you want to put their professional email on there as well. You don't want to have two contacts and you don't want to create a custom field for email too, yes. that kind of thing. So yeah, uh, HubSpot's allowed that on the actual email field, the HubSpot email field. Yeah, you can put a second one. Now, a few caveats. You can you designate one as the primary. So depending on how you're using HubSpot, that's probably going to be their work email and that example I gave before. Uh, but just be aware that the secondary email, uh, that won't appear in searches. Uh, and so you can't use it to say populate a smart list. You can't use it to trigger a workflow. You can't use it in global search. It's really just uh, a place to store it so that you've got it there against um, the client. Also be aware that when you send any marketing emails, it'll always go to that primary email address, won't go to the secondary email address. But other than that, it's really handy. Uh, and I like it because if you know, you're using your CR- contacts as a CRM kind of thing, as a lookup for storing, then you've got both their email addresses. You can choose which one to send to from the CRM side. Uh, but as we said, not the marketing side, I'll always take the primary. So yeah, that's a great little feature. Glad to see that. And we've included two, a second link in the show notes because one goes back to a thread from the HubSpot community where people can vote up these things. And so what I love about this thread is that you're going through and you see people, oh, I really need this. It'd be great. And what they did is, and this is why I think it got pushed ahead, is they'd say, here's the use case for it. It would really help with this and provides value for this. And I think this is the benefit of doing it. And then you see HubSpot people jump in and go, okay, yep. And then three weeks ago, as we record this, it's now live for everyone. They put it in beta. Here's a hint for anyone that wants a feature and you want to put in product requests in the community. Always put a case or a business case for it rather than, oh, I'd love to see blah, blah, put in our business... This would provide value for blah, blah. The business case is this, and here's the value for other companies as well. And I think that would naturally, for anyone at HubSpot, reviewing feature requests would go, oh, yeah, because they want they don't want to have to do the extra work to work out why it would be a good feature. Give them that. So if you're submitting feature requests, little tip, I don't know if that works or not, but there I you go. I think it's a great tip, Craig, and it also helps people that are actually voting for that to actually go, oh, yeah, get that. That yeah. could be really useful. So you're actually taking... Again, if this was the inbound journey, you're taking away all these points of indecision and basically handing it to them on a platter to say, hey, look, this is the idea. This is what we can do with it. Now just help me vote for it. So I think that's a great, great bit of feedback. All right, on to our HubSpot gotcha of the week, Craig. We'll be getting a few of these later. Oh, look, to praise in one shot and then take it away in another. Look, this is not really a gotcha, but just to be aware you, you, as an admin in a portal, you can't update another user's first name or last name. Yes, even uh, if you're the super admin. Even if you're the super admin, okay? The reason for that is because HubSpot uses, you know, a person, a user, you could be in multiple portals. And so you could be a user in your own portal, super portal, Correct. And, uh, super user, and then in another portal you're just a general user and you wouldn't want a super admin there changing your name. You'd be like, what? Who's changed my name? I totally get that. However... 
here's the gotcha because I was entering users into a into a client's um, portal last night. I was a bit tired and I was getting, you know, there's a whole spreadsheet <laughs> of users. I copied an email address. So it's a totally new user adding this user because their first name, last name wasn't filled yeah. out. I got my spreadsheet rows wrong. So I copied in the name of someone incorrectly. So I put the wrong name against this email address. And I went, oh, through, through, send invite. And then because he said, oh, hang on, I've done it right. Oh, that's okay. I'll just change. Oh, no, I can't. Uh, Okay, I'll delete them. Okay, I'll add them in. Oh, no, they're already in the system. Oh, okay. So there's nothing I can do. Yeah. I've created them the first time. This is the first time. They've never been in another portal. So they've been sent an email invite. Right, yeah, that right. basically and recognise that they've been which there is before. no, I was inviting them yeah. into the portal. So this yeah. is the very first experience they're going to get with HubSpot. And due to my mistake, they're going to get an email <laughs> saying, "Dear, wrong name." Right? Yes. I was like, "Oh, anyway, contact HubSpot support. Can I change this?" No, you can't. Turns out it's been a feature request many times as well. But of yeah. course, I can. But here's the gotcha, right? Due to my mistake, this person's had a really bad experience and first experience with HubSpot. So I had to email them separately and say, oh, by the way, apologies for this, but you yes. come in, you've got to go to your profile, you'll have to change, change it. Your name. But even as a super admin, I couldn't do it. So my, I guess my request, I don't know if I'll bother putting this a feature request as well, if, that's, if this is the only portal they're in, this is yes. their very first time I've created them. Okay. Then I, as a super admin, can I at least just change their name yes. and get it right? Anyway, the gotcha is if you're setting up a portal for your users, just be aware of that. Double yeah. check the names before you press submit yes, to correct. add them in. So it's not really a bug or a no. bad decision. I can understand why they did it, but it's just a gotcha to be aware correct. of. All right. On to our marketing tip of the week, Craig, and this is to do with rich results in Google. All right. Do you know what rich results are? So are they like rich snippets? They're the new rich oh, snippets. The... <laughs> so, but I think this encompasses not just rich snippets. We're it, talking about things like images, shopping results, maybe map results, local results. They're all considered. So this is everything that, yeah, you see in a Google results listing that's yes. not those normal results with the title. Yeah, all those things that you said, articles going in. Yeah. Uh, knowledge examples, even your logo, getting your logo to a show in Google Knowledge Graphs, all of that, they're rich snippets. No, they're not rich snippets. They're rich results. results. And so Google's rebranding that, and they've got a Webmaster Tools uh, post about it, talking about it because they've got a new testing tool for it as well. We've also linked to a guide all the different ways that you can go about setting up, aiming to have uh, rich results from your own company. So worth having a look through there. All right. The HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig, and this is something that has appeared in a recently. It's the custom meeting and call types in sales professional. You need to actually have this in sales professional and you've got to actually enable this feature. It's not automatically on. Enable it. What it enables you to do is actually define what those call and meeting types are. So they can actually line up with the activities in your business. So for example, if you have a pre-qualification call, you actually make a call. So when I say pre-qualification, maybe it's a pre-qualification as the first step, then you have the call, then you might actually schedule a demo. So that could be the next step and so on and so forth. So you can actually add these types and they will appear in the call and meeting types within sales. That's really cool. You know, uh, one of our clients used to set up custom fields on deals They'd have custom uh, type on custom ah. field on deals for yeah, kind right. of managing this kind of thing. So this is nice. 
because you're actually setting up a type on the, um, that's the right. activities feed. Okay. Yeah, that's really nice. So, I mean, you'll see it in this. It's actually in settings, in this in the settings sales. If you don't pay for Sales Pro, you'll see it's still there. And it'll say, oh, you can learn more about this feature. If you do have Sales Professional, you will need to enable it and then set up the steps. You know, HubSpot's getting smarter, a bit more aggressive about advertising their other features. The one was Workflows. You know how Workflows appears for everyone now, even though you don't have it. You go, oh, Workflows, I've got Workflows. No, you don't. You've just got a big ad for Workflows now. It's kind of like, damn it. So didn't they even put that as a notification of a new feature? It was kind of like, oh, we've changed the navigation. That's not a feature. That's an ad. Anyway. On to our opinion of the week, Craig. And my question to you, is SEO dying? And my answer to you, no. Now, listeners, you may not be aware, but there's been a whole up, you know, this has been big on Twitter again the last week or so. So that's why we're kind of just poking fun at that. But the point of it is to point you to another Google guide. This is the revamped SEO starter guide. And you pointed me. This yeah, and this has been, I think it's been like seven years or something since this has been updated, which is really interesting. And so they've updated it recently. There used to be a PDF download. This time when I looked at it, it just seemed to be a really big piece of long-form content with links to sections. Oh, it might be pillar content. It's pillar well, content. There's probably an SEO going on. With that. Yeah, but seriously, though, the, the reason we're talking about SEO a bit tonight SEO is is a dying no, but that's just been a Twitter theme lately, so we're picking up on that. But more so, I was, we're actually getting more requests for SEO work this year, I think, than previous years for a long time. So SEO is kind of making a comeback for us in terms of the clients that we deal with. So we'd, we've got some big clients, and previously they would come and chat to us about, oh, you know, content strategy or paid plans. Now they're saying we really want to ramp up our SEO. Of course, content is part of that, but they're really talking about the technical SEO parts. And so we just talked about rich results before, rich snippets. That's part, we're getting requests for that. Can you help us with that and all those kinds of things? So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in a second, but I think it's making, uh, it's gaining interest from marketing managers and they're putting budget behind it as well. I think that, I think it is really important to the point now, Craig, where Google is talking a lot about how webs, mobile websites perform because of the increase, how important that is in the usability and the search functionality. So much that they've got a certification, which I did two weeks ago, about mobile sites, which talk, really talks about speed and accessibility. That's what it comes down to right. for mobile because that's where traffic's going. So that's an ever-increasing space. And Google has gone to the lens of actually making people aware and educating them how important it is to actually get that right. Yeah, well, and we don't go into it in today's show, but there's that whole mobile index, mobile first yes, index that's um, rolling out now and... Uh, this idea that, yeah, it's going to be more and more important. So nice one. Uh, the, the interesting thing I noticed in the revamped SEO guide from Google is they talk about SEOs and they actually give guidance on how to choose an SEO company, whereas in earlier versions it was almost like they never talked about an SEO agency. It was almost like, oh, that's no, you don't need an SEO agency. It's all smoke and mirrors. But now they're actively saying need to be looking for a good SEO agency and they actually give us some guides to how to choose a good SEO agency. So some useful reading there for listeners. All right, Craig, on to our podcast of the week. This is something I was listening to in the last couple of days. This is on Noah Kagan's um, <sighs> podcast. Gee, he's good. And it is how to turn blog posts into a business with Vanessa Van Edwards. 
why I'm highlighting this, when you listen to it, you really understand what she has done and how she actually, she actually went about creating, like how she used the content was that she started collecting stats of her own and using that to validate her content. And actually created a whole like unique niche in there where she was able to attract the audience that she wanted to attract. So it was really interesting. She goes, I don't want to attract creatives. And she goes, a lot of my content and through my site is scattered lots of numbers. So when creatives see lots of numbers around, they go, oh, no, that's not for me. I don't want to, I don't want to have to do with this. And so it, this straight away puts them off. And so she was talking about things, little things that she's done that has actually made her able to attract the right people to get the right business. Fascinating. Good one. So I encourage you to have a listen to that. Uh, resource of the week, Craig? So this is a HubSpot research article, and it's HubSpot's take on position zero. So again, with the SEO theme, uh, position zero is those normally those call-outs or rich snippets or answer boxes that are at the top of search okay. results. So you might think I rank number one, great, but someone ranks no- position zero is what they're referring to. And actually HubSpot found that they were losing organic traffic. Their traffic was going down in yeah. volume. So they looked at it. We won't go into all the details here. We have pulled out a few bits, but got a link to it so go to it and they talk about how they measured it and how they're approaching it their strategy for 2018 to try and capture more of that position zero in google results yeah you know what's interesting craig and i think google's doing this and i showed you something this afternoon you know i typed in speed test the other day would usually go to speedtest.net to run a speed test which is a nice tool but has heaps of ads all over it now you do it in Google, you get a kind of a rich result. You press run test, it puts a nice little pop-up that's really clean. You can run your test, same with a stopwatch or a, or a timer. We actually never went anywhere. We did it on the Google search result page. So just think about that. All the people that have built these tools to do stuff are now not even in the running. Imagine if you were speedtest.net. I bet that business just caved overnight when that It is about out. to, when you think yeah. about it, because every time I have now done this in the last two weeks, I've got that result Yep. and I have not gone to speedtest.net. Yeah, but you're right. Google provides so much utility. Like you showed me, just, oh, just Google the word timer. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a timer straight in Google. It's the same with calculator, which we've known for ages. Exactly. But um, currency, anything that... It's just all in Google. You just never have to leave. It's great. Okay. All right, Craig, on to our quote of the week. And this is from John C. Maxwell. People may hear your words, but they feel your attitude. Right on. What we found interesting today, we were searching for Christmas stuff. And every time we type Christmas into Google, we got this really nice header with what looked like Christmas lights in gingerbread house. (laughs) So we put a little... uh, Little Google Easter egg there. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I noticed when I put I hate Christmas, it didn't show that, though. No. I was smart enough to work out my intent. <laughs> so that was very good. So definitely, if you hear this episode and Christmas is still around, try it out and have a look. All right. We've got some bonus links in the week. Yep. As usual, a whole bunch of stuff, some holiday reading there. Yes. Enjoy it. And we wish you all Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we will talk to you guys back in 2018. Thank you, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.